evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Mormonism Live. We have got a great show tonight. Tonight is October 27, 2021. Halloween is almost upon us, and we have a very special Halloween episode. Scary, spooky stories. Bill Reel is away for the week in Ohio. At land of, by the way, he's probably in the air right now flying back because I talked to him earlier. Uh, visiting family. He could not be here tonight, so he stuck me with, no, I mean, so Jonathan Streeter was nice enough to substitute in as co-host because he knows how to run this thing. I, I have no idea how to run this thing. And Dude, this why, is your show. I'm just here to press buttons. Okay. Well, you can start by pressing my buttons. But by the way, I, and I love this background that Jonathan Streeter came up with. And I just want to do a little bit of mood music, if it's all right okay. with you, Jonathan. Excuse me. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Okay, so that takes care of the mood music. Uh, Jonathan, <laughs> do you have anything that you want to add to this? Because we've got a special guest tonight, a call-in show to share spooky stories in honor. No, I think we should uh, bring him on right away. Do you want to give him an intro real quick? Well, yes, please. Let me do that. <laughs> we have a special guest on tonight. And he'll be on for like 20, 30 uh, minutes or so. And then after that, we're going to open it up to the audience to call in. And uh, you can handle that too, Jonathan, right? Oh, yeah, totally. It's going to be a different number, though. You're going to have to use my number. Oh, shoot. So no I'll fist? put it up on the screen. No, no, it, fist no fist this time, but okay, well, I'll put the number on the screen when it's time. Okay, so those of you with the fist number on speed dial, pay attention. It will be a different number, but we're very, very happy to have on the show a friend of mine named Ron Hatta, and he is an individual who has his own podcast devoted to exploring cases of the paranormal and supernatural. The name of his podcast is I Scare Ghosts. Which is a wonderful name. Did you for a say podcast. I scare ghosts? Well, yes, I I, I did. Oh my god! Sorry, sorry about that. I think I just peed myself a little. <laughs> I'll check later after the show. But <laughs> anyway, yes. Okay, Ron, I interrupted your flow. Are we going to bring him in? Can you do that? I know you can. Let's bring him in, Ron. Ron. Ron Hada. That's H A D A. Hada. Another peace sign to you, my friend. Hada. <laughs> Hada, as in Hada Maki. Yeah, yeah, there you go. By the way, I'm wearing a T-shirt tonight. You know, I don't just throw on whatever T-shirt happens to be clean, as anybody in this room will attest. But they are specifically oriented to, catch the pun, oriented to, the fact that uh, your Japanese heritage through your paternal side, hence the last name Hada, I went on my mission to Japan. And we've got the black, we've got the orange for Halloween, and it's got... Japanese kanji here for Tokyo. Okay. Having explained all of that, uh, Ron, you have a wonderful, wonderful podcast that I've listened to uh, many of your episodes. It's called I Scare Ghosts. Could you tell our audience about how it was that you started doing this podcast, what interested you in it, and why the heck such a strange name? Well, um, I, I've always loved scary things and um, scary movies and growing up. Uh, I grew up LDS and was having 
typical good LDS experiences. And then, but I never had those really, really strong church experiences. And I started thinking as I got older um, that there might, you know, we go to church and it's about seeking spiritual experiences that seemed paranormal to me. And if I wasn't having them the way I always heard other people describing them, but I kept hearing ghost stories, I just sort of flipped it. And I said, well, maybe I know we're not supposed to seek for signs or so we're told, but I figure if I could go out and find a ghost, maybe that would prove that there's something on the other side. So I always liked that kind of stuff. And when I was um, newly married, my wife's aunt and uncle showed me a picture that they had taken when they stayed at the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego. And I'm from Southern California, but I had never really heard of this hotel. And this is back in the 90s when you would develop film. And yes, right. Yeah. So they they showed me this picture and I held it and there is a woman in the room and they took this picture while they were leaving the hotel. And it's not your aunt. Nope. It, you can see through her. She has a parasol and she looks like Kate Morgan, who is the lady that died on the boardwalk, um, probably from suicide, I believe. And so ever since I, that, that picture fascinated me because it, they, they were taking pictures of rooms as they were leaving and when they got the film back, this lady was in the film, but they never saw her in the room. And so that was sort of tucked in the back of my mind for a while. And somewhere along the line, just the idea of, you know, I, I love the idea of old uh, places to stay, places with history. I love black and white pictures, um, just pictures of old places. And, and so when I, as I got older, I would stay at some places that had, I guess, rumors of hauntings and paranormal, but nothing ever happened. And that's, so I just figure I'm a scare ghost because they don't come around me. And so you've and, never had a paranormal spiritual experience yourself, but you investigate those that others claim to have had. Yeah. And I love to gather the stories and it's just been fun. This has been a hobby. I mean, I, I'm not a professional ghost hunter, um, and, but I've watched it. I've watched uh, the ghost adventures, Zach Baggins and been to his museum in, in Vegas uh, recently. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's just something I, I like pursuing you and, and everybody loves a good ghost story. Oh, yes. Your your uh, podcast is I Scare Ghosts, and some would say that my podcast is I Scare Holy Ghosts. <laughs> Where's the uh, laugh track, Jonathan? <laughs> Jonathan, did you go to sleep there? There's no, I, I don't have the laugh track. I didn't, that's, bill, that's a special bill thing. All you, all you get from me is... Wah, wah. Wah, wah. By the way, when you say I Scare Ghosts, it makes me think of a line from a rather famous uh, novel, which you... This is a test. This is a pop quiz. You ready? He thrusts his fists against the posts and still insists he sees the ghosts. Answer. Anybody out there? That's it. You got me. It's it. Because remember the main kid whose name is escaping me right now had the stutter. And so this was given to him by a speech therapist to repeat over and over to try and help him with that. What the? 
Uh, we might be experiencing something yeah, right now. I that think didn't that someone just left our office. I guess I have my, since I have my audio on, that's, I'm on my office computer. Can you see through them? No. Okay. No. All right. So, okay. Go ahead. Now, I, I'm interrupting you terribly. It's to be expected. And Jonathan, is. did you know you're on the screen while you're imbibing, Jonathan? What is that? Is the FCC going to come after me? This well, is Oktoberfest. It's a pumpkin ale. Pumpkin ale? I don't know. Could you, could you hold it a little bit? Just hold it up there. A little closer. So we can see it. It's a shiner. Oktoberfest. It's not bad. Very, very good. Thank you very much for the product placement. Uh, Ron, Ron, would you please continue? I'm sorry. I apologize for Jonathan interrupting you. <laughs> no, I, I, you would just ask me sort of how I started it. I just, I travel around here and there for my work. And it, the idea just came to me a little while ago that it'd be fun to go stay in more scary places. And instead of staying at a Marriott that I've always stayed at or something like that, go look out old bed and breakfasts or an old hotel or something with a history a, a, a private home. And there, and there's a, uh, it's just been fun. Even if I haven't experienced anything directly, I've, I've had some good scares. It doesn't mean I don't get scared. Okay. Well, and, I would like, oh, go ahead. Well, people have great experiences though of their own. That's the fun part of it is getting other people's stories. What have you investigated that has scared you the most? The, the scared me the most. Um, Please answer in the form of a question. Probably the Occidental Hotel in Buffalo, Wyoming. So I went, I've been there twice and I went that both times I've stayed at the far end of the hotel and I've been there when not a lot of people are there. So uh, there's a place in it that has, uh, it's an, it used to be the bordello or where cowboys would go and, and cowgirls. Um, yeah. You can still see the spur marks on the stairwells going, the stair treads going I'm down. Sorry, the, the what marks? Spur. Okay. Spur marks. And you might want to just put a little pause there between those two words. Spur marks as opposed to <laughs> spur marks, because I wasn't sure about what you were seeing in the bordello. <laughs> okay. Good point. Point taken. Welcome point to the show, taken. by the way. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't yeah, see any of the marks, other marks, spur. but there were spur marks. Okay. From in the treads of the on the stairwell and, and it's really small, um, narrow stairway. And I was all alone and I, I get, I was spooked out a little bit. They have really good stories, but I, I was, I went to, they have, they have a curtain that goes around the tub and you have to step into the tub and it's on some pedestals and I just, I, I take a shower. So I was taking a shower and as I closed the curtain and I started taking the, the curtain closed in around me. And it, it just right as I start, I mean, I, I had my eyes closed and the curtain started closing in. It sort of gave me a little, you know, touched my arms and stuff. But what it was, it, it's that negative pressure caused by the movement of the water. But that was probably my scariest thing in the moment of it happening, which did doesn't you, sound like a ghost story. Did you scream? Uh, I was startled. But did, you, did you scream? No. Did you shriek? No. Did you make any sound whatsoever? 
<laughs> uh, no. No, no. But no, I, I just got back from the Lent Mansion in St. Louis, and there I had I I had a good experience seeking for a little a ghost of a handicapped boy that was kept in the attic, and I was alone on the third floor, and. We we're gonna do a podcast about it, but that's probably the closest I've come to getting pretty spooked. And you heard a, a small child's voice whisper, "God bless us, everyone." Yeah, not quite, but yeah, a little boy. He sort of ran at me. Yes, Christmas Carol, ghost. Yeah, Christmas, yeah there you go. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Okay. Hey, this is the very very. But you've never experienced anything yourself except for some negative pressure, and uh, yeah. but you've been in some spooky places. What is the um, incident that you've investigated then that you haven't experienced yourself, but somebody else has that mm -hmm. struck you as the most scary to you personally? Um, man, scared me personally there. Let me let me go back. I, I brought up our little. Uh, there's. Yeah. I got our podcast list here. How many podcasts so, have you done? Oh, uh, we've only done like 21. This is a hobby. This yeah. is a, I mean, if I'm going to travel for work, I'm going to go stay in a scary place if I can find it. Yeah. I don't, this isn't a full-time gig and, but it's fun to talk to people. I love talking to the people at the places. Um, you know, one of the ones was I went back and I finally personally stayed at the Hotel Del Coronado um, not too long, uh, about a year ago. And you, you say that name, but by, but is that like a reputed kind of a famous haunted? Oh, hotel? totally. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right in San Diego. Yeah. It's very, there's a book, uh, beautiful stranger. It's all about Kate Morgan. She was found dead on the boardwalk. So I went of what cause, um, she was, they think maybe self-inflicted gunshot. So she died of a gunshot wound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so they think it was self-inflicted. Is this back Perhaps. at the turn of the century? And by which I mean the the one before this last yes, turn of the century? I, yeah, turn of the century or early, early 1900s. I forget the exact date. But yeah, right. she was she was uh, dead, but I, I stayed in her room. It's a different room number now. They gave me the room she stayed in. Why is it a different room number? They've remodeled it. I think Hilton or Hyatt owns it now. Okay. But it's still the exact same uh uh, layout. layout and anyways when i was there i asked the one of the night that one of the other hotel people and he showed me a picture on his phone that had a woman in the hallway and that was probably the best picture it's better than the one i have but i asked him if he'd send it to him and he wouldn't so and i couldn't tell if it was doctored it was almost too good but um probably the scariest one i i think is the um, my our producer's brother's wife, so it's his sister-in-law. She was babysitting as a young child, and was babysitting a young children that would see ghosts in the house. There were um, they ended up, I think, finding uh, chains or something in the in the basement. Um, later on, this is later on. We haven't been able to get back to the house, but. Just hearing people's stories of weird things with children. Um, there's a story that I'm trying to go be able to stay at a house in Southern California that's uh, 
they're currently experiencing some very strange things with their youngest child that's about two. Yes, I want you to tell us about that because you mentioned this to me on the phone earlier. Yeah. And how did this come to your attention? Uh, this person that is in the house works for one of my family members. Okay, so, so there's a connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm getting this through a family member. I'm a, they're a little worried about the house um, or and from what I've gathered. And they have, this is, this is probably a better story because I haven't been there yet and um, but once you get there, you're going to debunk it basically. Yeah. But the way it's, been, <laughs> they, they, they stay in the house. They have kids of multiple ages. The two-year-old does not like a corner right when you walk in the house, right next to the front door and will s- yell roar. And this is a young two-year-old that like point at the, at the, um, at the corner and just does not like to go there. The dad wasn't believing much. And the mom was starting to get a little concerned. And then the dad was doing something and looked over and saw their one-year-old standing in the corner, waving at the corner. So this is the even younger sibling waving at it. So then that tripped him out. Then there's another, um, sorry, they have two kids that are late elementary school, early junior high age. And... One of them goes to um, has to get taken to soccer and had supposedly been left the house. The other one um, was upstairs and came running downstairs to talk to the mom and says, why haven't you taken? I don't know the sister's name, but why have you taken her to soccer? She's still here. She says, no, I already took her. And so she, she went back up and she looked and the sister wasn't there and she came down completely freaked out. And because she had just seen her sister or a young girl walk by the bathroom door or go lay on the bed. Then the older brother has a girlfriend that they were home and he was downstairs and the girlfriend was upstairs using the restroom, whatever. And they thought they were alone, but she saw the sister who she thought was a sister go into the room and lay down on the bed. And then the boyfriend said, no, my sister's not here. She went up, no one's there. And why does it, you know, she was freaked out. So I I just like gathering these stories and um, hearing about different things that are potentially evidence of something going on that I just don't seem to pick up on. So it was just, for me, it's just a, it's a fun thing to chase. And there's a lot of different stories out there of people seeing things, people hearing things, um, people, you know, I, I think Zach Baggins shows a little bit produced for sure. So, yes, there's, there's a history of a lot of people seeing things and the foundation of the LDS church as well. Yeah, there is actually a story that I'm trying to read about LDS exorcisms actually. And so we are, we are, have, uh, our next episode coming out is about exorcism. Mm. And that was thanks to you. When, when we were talking and we've gone back and we've watched the exorcist movies and I've been looking at what is exorcism. And there's actually some stories buried in within the LDS history of LDS exorcisms going back to Joseph Smith. The power so, of Christ compels you. 
I mean, the Catholics yeah, have. I, this I, don't, I think they came up with that in the movie better than I don't. I don't think he. You don't think that. it's part of the exorcism ritual? Ah, uh, good question. It's so long. It's so yeah. involved. Yeah. I mean, the Catholics yeah. make this huge production yeah. out of it. Mormons just go raise their right hand to the square and say, "Get the hell out of here." Yeah, the they want to. They want, or they want to go shake the hand, shake his hand, right. decide if it's real or not. Or yes, the old uh, pull my finger method <laughs> of determining whether. A ghost yeah. is actually a spirit from above or a spirit from below. Yeah. Yes, yeah, brilliant, actually. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so can I tell you a story? Yeah, uh, I would love to hear your story. And if anyone listening has personal ghost stories, mm. go to our website. We want to give away some T-shirts. Click on a link. Write your story. I mean, we, we'd love to hear firsthand ghost stories. And I've heard a few good ones of missionary stories. There's all a lot of mission missionary stories about supernatural, the ghosts. I had something strange happen. Um, that was basically a night terror. <laughs> there we go. Um, but, uh, com is the name of the website. Once again, that's iscaredghosts.com. Yeah. Go there and check it out and win a t-shirt and tell hey, us you your, are. uh, your personal ghost story if you've experienced something personally. Great. And to make it really clear, once yeah. again, I want to say that we've got people on the line who have their ghost stories, their spooky Love stories, it. that they're going to be calling in as soon as I'm done and um, uh, sharing them with the audience and with you and maybe asking you questions. I don't know, but certainly uh, they can ask you questions and share stories. Uh, just as long as it's spooky, that's the only thing we yeah. require tonight. Okay, so you want to hear my story? Yes. I hope I haven't told you this before. But this is back when I'm taking the missionary discussions. Back in June of 1978, coincidentally, when the priesthood ban was lifted. So a lot of important things were going on that month, including me getting the missionary discussions. And I had always had this kind of fascination in supernatural stuff, you know, kid stuff. Uh, nothing really serious. But I certainly kind of believed in, you know, ghoulies and ghosties and long-legged beasties, so never actually having seen one. And they're giving me the plan of salvation. It might have been lesson number three. It was back in the days of the rainbow discussions. Anyway, they're talking about the, the war in heaven, right? And a third, you know, a third followed Satan, two-thirds followed Jesus. They're you and me and maybe Jonathan. But the righteous, you know, we followed him. But there's a whole third, and that's a big number following Lucifer being cast out into the earth where now they go about, <laughs> you know, people are going to just uh, listen to this and not watch it. You know, when they just listen to the audio and they're going to think, you know, RFM needs to be committed because they're not seeing all these things that Jonathan Streeter is doing when he sticks his face in from the side, they just hear me laughing at it. So good job, Jonathan. Um, yeah. So they're down here, they're down below and they're doing their best to, you know, monkey with you and me, the good guys. And what this did was it told me through the missionaries that this kind of maybe belief I had, and I'm 18 years old at this time, so maybe I'm starting to outgrow it, but now I know it's true. I know it's true because the missionaries are telling me and they're bearing testimony. And so obviously it's true, but now it becomes real. And so that night, you know, I go home and I'm in bed and I'm just thinking about this. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, these things are real. These things are real. And I want you to know, because I want to give full disclosure, I am working myself up into a mental panic about this. 
that I'm in this dark room. It's getting later and later. Everybody else in the, in the house is asleep by now, but I can't get to sleep because I'm worried about ghosts or spirit, evil spirits in my room because now I know they're real. And obviously if I know they're real, they must know that I know that they're real. So they're going to pay me a visit, right? They've got their GPS on located right in my room. And when I was like six, uh, no, 12, 12, I had read this book from the Jehovah's Witnesses. It was the, the truth that leads to life everlasting. I think it was their blue book. And it's the one that they handed out to everybody and their dog back then. And I got one being one of the dogs and I read through it and they have these little pictures throughout. One of the pictures was talking about evil spirits because they believe in evil spirits. And it had this picture that stayed with me. And it was of a guy who's sitting up in his bed, looking up into the corner of his room, which is dark. And out of the corner of that room, staring back at him, are two glowing eyes. And I never forgot that. I still haven't forgotten that. I'm 61 now, right? <laughs> but this comes back to me this night, back when I was 18. And I would sit there and I would try and go to sleep and I'd try and go to sleep. And I would think, what if there are two eyes staring down at me from the corner of my room right now? And I would work up my courage to look and I'd finally look up in the corner and there's nothing there. And then I'd go back here. What if it's there now? And I'm driving myself crazy with this, right? So I keep looking up there in the corner. I mean, I'm actually under the covers by this point. And it's hot and I, it's, I'm not going to be able to get to sleep. It's like a, a Turkish sauna under the covers because I'm so nervous and, and everything. So finally, oh, and oh, I, yeah, I sensed like there were, there were spirits swirling through the air. This is the kind of thing I'm doing to myself. I'm going, you idiot. Um, but now I need to go to the bathroom because I've been <laughs> like two hours just working myself up into a frenzy. It's got to be midnight or maybe after. And now, in order to get to the bathroom, I have to first swing my legs over the side of the bed and put my feet on the floor. And I'm thinking, I'm not putting my feet on the floor. What if there's something under the bed and here come the hands and boom, yep. right? For sure. So that, that keeps me in bed for another half an hour, at least trying to work up the courage to just go to the bathroom. So I finally, I got to go. You got to go. You got to go. And I get my feet on the floor and well, nothing happened <laughs> because there's nothing there. And I get up and I turn on the light and I go walking through my door down the hallway and then to the bathroom. So I'm in there. I got the door closed to the bathroom. It's the dead of night. We're out in the country. There's not a sound. Okay. And while I'm standing there doing my business, I hear as loudly and as distinctly as you hear my voice speaking to you right now, three distinct scratches on the other side of the door. Scratch, scratch, scratch. And I wasn't sure if it was on the other side of the bathroom door or if it was down the hallway because of course there was my door, but across from my door was my parents' door. And I heard that and it, it really took me back for a second, but then I thought, wait a second, wait a second. There's a rational explanation for this, which is of course where we generally want to go first because we got a Pekingese dog. It's my mom's dog, right? By the way, uh, it was name was Little Bit. And the reason it's Little Bit was because its mom's name was Scotia. Oh, very good. Right? 
which right. for, for those who don't know, it means little bit in Japanese, right? Yeah. And of course it's Japanese. Oh, well, it's actually Chinese, but Hey, I didn't name the dogs. So, <laughs> but, and, and, and this, this dog little bit would very frequently uh, go to my mom and my dad's door. And if it was closed, uh, he would just scratch it in order to push it open. And then he'd go in and maybe lie down on the floor and, and go to sleep. So I got a perfect explanation for this. It fits everything. So I go to the door of the bathroom now. I open it up and I look down the hallway at my door and at my folks' door across from it. And they're both closed and there's no dog. And then I get this really bad feeling because not only was Little Bit, this dog, this Pekingese, right? Famous for doing that, but he was also famous. This is on the second floor of the house. He was also very commonly, if he couldn't get in there with my mom's, there was a little circular rug at the bottom of the stairs where he would curl up and just go to sleep. And I went, I really hope that he's not curled up on that rug at the bottom of the stairs. So I walked over to the top of the stairs and I looked down the staircase and sure enough, that's where little bit was curled up and fast asleep. So the only explanation I have for it naturalistically at this point is that little bit in the middle of the night decided to scratch three times. It's like a Tony Orlando and Dawn song, scratch three times on the bathroom door if you want me. And then in order to play a wonderful trick on me, ran as fast as he could down the hallway, over here, down these steps, down the long flight of steps, curled himself up and pretended to be asleep just to give me a scare. That's the end of the story. Oh, well, that's the end of that part of the story because now I'm really worried because I'm going, wait a second. I really thought that I was just making this up in my head and now this is something I actually heard. This is more than just me imagining. And I went into my bedroom, I knelt down and I did exactly what the missionaries told me to do, which was to pray in the name of Jesus, that these evil spirits depart. And I did that. I felt them leave, got into bed, and went to sleep. That's actually the end of the story. So that is my story. What do you think about that story, Ron? I think that is, uh, that's exactly what is so good about ghost stories. And when we always want to think of a naturalistic explanation of why things are happening, but you, there's always part of it on the good ones that it just doesn't leave enough of an explanation as to could it be something else? And so that's what I think keeps me seeking and other people because there's there's ways you can explain anything Yes. For, or for most things. But there's so many people having these experiences. There's so many people that I've heard different ghost stories. I grew up in a haunted house or my young men's leader growing up told us a ghost story when we were on a super trip going up to Yosemite. These crazy ghost stories. Of, he grew up in a haunted house and we were all fascinated. And I think maybe some of that started for me, started even back then, because I think your, your story is awesome because you're your young mind. You're you've got to explain it. But more time passes, you think, well, you know, it loses a little and then you have something else happen. So I think that's that's right up there. It, it caught your attention for sure. Yes. Well, anytime I tell that story, 
I always, in the interest of fairness, I always want to emphasize the fact that I was in a heightened state of fear and anxiety because of my yeah. mind. And uh, because I think that that's got to be understood. Just Were you hearing things that weren't there or did you think you hear something that no. wasn't there? Like if someone else had been there, would have they heard the same three scratches? I don't know. That, that's what I've asked people like mediums and psych people that say they've seen a ghost in a group. Yes. There's one lady we interviewed and they said they saw this sailor off in the distance, but multiple people saw him and he was not alive. But I got to go back. I'd have to go back and hear the podcast that we did. But the, the idea that multiple people can have the same experience is good. You had one by yourself. Yes. So that's that's the question is what was really going on? Is it in your head? Or I, is it really happening? That takes it back to Sunday for me. You right. Know? And, I can, and I cannot guarantee that I didn't make it up in my head. All I can do is tell you that there's no question in my, well, there's a little bit of question. But other than that little bit of a question, yeah. there's no question in my mind that I heard it with my ears. <clears throat> but then again, of course, if Joseph Smith's brother had woken up in the bed with him, would he have seen Moroni standing there? Good point. Why weren't the other kids waking up? Yeah, because it was kind you of know, bright. Room, and he was there a long time. I mean, yeah. they, he was talking about scripture so much and so often and so over and over the repetition, right? Yeah. I mean, they yeah. could have had him for breakfast. He just gave everyone melatonin and he was the only one without it. Yes. Huh. All right. Yeah. So there's my story. Hey, Jonathan, are you there? Are you listening? Yeah, your story gave me sleep paralysis. So I was trying to. <laughs> or should I say. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, what do you think? Is it time to open up the phone line so that I we can hear so. some ghost stories from some of the viewers? Uh, before we do that, we owe it to our commenters to go back and particularly those commenters that have uh, boosted the program with, um, what are they called, Super Chats? So we've got uh, Crisco Bike who donated five bucks. Thank you very much, Crisco, who Crisco said- Crisco Bike, good to see you. If you see a ghost, will you try to shake its hand? What, what's the point of that? What's the point of that? What's you can tell if it's what? a good ghost or a bad ghost, according to. <laughs> yes. Are they friendly spirits? Yeah. Friendly. Good or, good or bad. Just see. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the unique thing about Mormons is that Mormons equate angels with ghosts in a way that I don't, I don't know that too many other religions do. So in Mormonism, a ghost is just an angel of some sort. And so that makes that very relevant. If you pull their finger and you hear a poofing sound, that means they're a bad ghost. <laughs> okay. Um, somebody actually put that exact comment in here. So you're, you're busy not on the original. super chat. No, I am. <laughs> Do not say I'm not original. <laughs> oh, they copied you. They copied you. Sorry. Okay. So then we got another super chat. We've got Tom Trails who gave $20 to the program. Thank you, Tom. Happy Trails to you. Thank you, Tom. He says, I saw, talked with, received blessings from dead people during my Orthodox days. No, that was your patriarch. He just seemed dead. <laughs> well, uh, hey, Tom, if you want to call in once we post the number, we'd love to hear some of those stories. Because, uh, you know, there's people who have this committed experience that uh, is in their past. Uh, that, that's the kind of stuff we want to hear. Okay. And I think that's all we have in the way of super chats. So can I ask you a question? Number yeah. one, why do we have only those super chats? And number two, why is your head so much bigger than my head and Ron's head? 
Well, it's because it's like the emperor, you know, in Star Wars. Like, I, I have to be able to dominate the screen. No, I think it's just my camera zoomed in because, I, I, like, I have to make sure nothing shows beyond the black behind me. So uh, that's why I, if I go back here, then I can see more like y'all. But I have to be up close. I thought, anyway. you, were do- I thought you were doing Megamind. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, let's see. So let's go ahead and let me put our banner up. If you would like to call and share your own ghost story with us, you can call in at 210-422-2222. There's no, not the fist tonight. Now it's just hit the number 2104 and then just keep hitting two until what it starts two, ringing. Two, two, two. What does that spell? I don't know. There's or is that black? I can't see because I have all the lights off in my in my <laughs> bunker. All right. Well, uh, again, that number is 422-2222. And you can call in and share your own encounters with the supernatural of the mm. ghostly variety. Yes. Uh, but until Christ that happens, <laughs> until that happens, um, there has to be. Oh, wait, good. hold on. We got something. Let's see what we have. I'm just, I'm not like Bill. I can't pre-screen. So, hello, you are on Mormonism Live. Hey, hey, guys. How's it going? I can't believe it got through. I'm so glad. Can you hear me, first of all? Can you hear me? They can't hear me. Okay. Gimpy, it's great to hear your voice. We got to do a test because this is a new technology. RFM is going to talk, and I want you to tell him if you can hear him. Super. At this point, I okay. Uh, hello, can you hear me? Yes. Hey, RFM. Yes, I can hear you. It's a miracle. Jonathan Streeter is the miracle worker. His role will be played by <laughs> Ann Bancroft in the, the movie. Okay. Yes. Hey. All right. Cool. Okay. Uh, are, are you want me to talk, John? Yeah. Go. Go for it, man. What do you got for us? Okay, well, no, I just, uh, first thing, a hauntingly delightful show tonight. That's very good. Uh, listen, how about, does a Ouija board story count? Yes. Well, if something really scary happens, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, no, this is a true life event, for real. Um, about age 19, I was visiting with some of my, uh, about college age, some of my uh, bros and everything. I uh, had to move out of state, but I moved back visiting them, so I was staying with them for a couple nights. And, uh had a, they had a Ouija board and we're screwing around and being goofballs and not thinking much above it. And, um, <clears throat> this, um, uh, Oh, by the way, this is before, uh, I, I'm out of the church now. This is before I joined the church. Even I joined about a year after this or something like that. So I didn't even have that perspective to deal with. So this is just something out of the blue that's blew my mind. So anyway, so we're doing stuff and we're screwing around and it's not, it's not like in the movies that started, you know, moving on its own and all that scenario. I don't even remember what we asked or anything. All I remember was there was this really bad energy and it was really freaky and the, the lights started to flicker a little and uh, the phone, this is back with the phones where they, you know, you dial. And so when you had the phone rang, it's that classic phone ring um, uh, that was ringing, but it wasn't the normal pattern. It was very erratic. It was very weird and it freaked freaked us the hell out is what it did. <laughs> and so we put that Ouija board away and that was always impressed upon my mind. And I never wanted to mess with Ouija boards again, but did I want to tie that back to the, some of the great ghost stories. Or, can I you ask know, you a question? Uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you answer the phone? Yes, I did. What happened? And it was dead. It was dead. That part was like the movies. It was, it was, it was dead. Not even the dial yeah. tone. 
No, as a matter of fact, you know, as a matter of fact, yeah, uh, thank you for no. There was no dial tone. It was really weird. It was kind of a real staticky sound, but not you know the classic dial tone. And uh, that that uh, blew our minds. Uh, and, and we were just screwing around, you know. Um, so I had I've never had an explanation for that. But I want to tie that back to the ghost stories uh, with that energy. There was there really was a Joseph Smith dark energy, you know. It was there, but. Um, uh, have, with these uh, stories here, uh, are, is any type of energy connected to that? Or does anybody ever feel presences? Or I'm just kind of looking from that energy angle because it was so notable in my account. So anyway, stuff to talk about and a true story. Can I ask you a question at this point again? Is he, is he still here? Gimpy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm Excuse here. Me. Excuse me. Whenever I say your name, Gimpy, it reminds me of this gerbil that my brother had when we were kids. <laughs> because it had a it had a leg that didn't work, and so you know, oh, we we call him Gimpy. The cat got him eventually. Oh. I don't know how the cat got into the debris. No. We were sitting out there watching uh, something, a TV on the couch, and here comes the cat batting little Gimpy down the hall. It was a horror. It's traumatic. Anyway, the thing I was going <laughs> to say is that I've had, yeah, especially when I joined the church, and for a couple of years thereafter, I had a lot of experiences with good forces and bad forces. And what I came to recognize was this feeling that I would have that I associated with an evil presence. And that was like a very heavy, cold lead feeling right here in the pit of my stomach. That was the negative yeah, energy yeah. as I experienced it. It, it was, uh, I can, I can kind of relate to that. And it was just, it was, dark you know what i mean i saw no i didn't see any figures or anything like that but it was uh dark and freaky and i i don't think i've had an experience exactly like that before not with the ouija board but with that specific feeling of, of bad energy uh but uh yeah and, and oh here flip the script I've, I've also wondered what if somehow that energy came from me or or my uh, my friend or something weird i don't know what makes light flickers and, and low, uh, phones ring funny and they weren't nobody was around to prank this is no prank this just happened as it happened you know yes and sometimes of course there's just a confluence of events what we would commonly call coincidence that there's an electron electrical malfunction of some sort that happens to be occurring right at the time you're doing the Ouija board. Right. Or what if Jesus was looking now going, okay, he's messing with the Ouija board. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who's to say? Well, there's a theory. Of course, there are certain, there are certain theories. And of course, this is the, the theory that the Warrens subscribe to, uh, Ed and Lorraine. And if you don't know who that is, that's okay for now. But they're the people okay. who are behind, they're represented and portrayed in The Conjuring movie and that sequence of movies um so anyway but the idea being that first off if you're dealing with evil spirits then they will appear as darkness and they will be so dark that even in a dark room they will appear to be black a black outline even within the black room it's an absence of light and then there's other people about ghosts of course you know who are not evil spirits but they're good spirits of those who have passed on but haven't gone through you know to the light actually because um, they're stuck here. They're stuck for some reason. And they appear as a lighter type thing. And there are some theories that a ghost is actually manifests itself by using and drawing energy from the person to whom they're appearing. And so sometimes when people uh, report seeing ghosts, 
it's like they see the ghost, but they see sort of streaks of the lightness going toward the ghost from them as the ghost manifests. So I don't know why I got there, but uh, have you heard anything like that, Ron? There's things like orbs and different energies for sure with, with ghosts, but I've never caught anything. Although I did, I do love that Ouija board story because our producer Josh and I had one when we were 16, we have an episode on it and his, his story reminded me of the similar thing. We, we were doing a Ouija board and we decided to test the ghost or this test the spirit we thought we were talking to. And we, we had a dinner bell in our kitchen I had, there's a piano in the other room. So we said, okay, we're going to stop doing what we're doing. It was one other kid with us. And we said, we're going to either give us a sign if you're really here, ring the dinner bell, hit a note on the piano, or go into one of us. And or then we go stopped. into one of us? Yeah, yeah. We said, yeah, we were 16. I mean, we, we were 16. This is like 1986. So you we never called. invite possession. I, I know, we, we, we did. That's, that's young, stupid, whatever. But we paused. Nothing happened. It was dead quiet. Or so and, you thought. And this is right when the Night Stalker was roaming Mission Viejo. That was his last kill, by the way. And that's where I grew up. So uh, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, was in the news. We were all sort of freaked out. And, and where were you on the nights of those murders? That's what I want to know. Uh, sleep in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, but no. Hey, we, Gibby, thanks for the call. I'm going to go ahead and clear up the line so that someone else can call in. Thanks, Gibby. Well, right, thanks, Josh. Bye. All right. Yes. Ron, go ahead. Oh, no. So we turned the lights on and nothing was happening. Happening, And Josh was standing in the corner holding my BB gun and he was not opening his eyes. And David and I were looking at each other. He didn't. And we had also just watched Eddie Murphy Delirious, which is one of the funniest comedy shows I've ever seen. So we, you know, you could repeat music, repeat lines from that. And we started saying stuff. Josh wasn't cracking a smile. He wasn't doing anything. So I took the BB gun out of his hand, shook him. We are we turned the lights on. He doesn't remember it. But anyways, his that Ouija board story that that happened something similar like that happened to me growing up, but nothing since. No, oh, that's interesting. Nothing. He had a BB gun. I'm glad you disarmed him quickly. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's all I had. I. I didn't grow up with guns. I wonder where he was on the nights of those murders. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, we've a got a call. I want to hear this, but can I say something about a Ouija board really quick? Oh, we got the caller. Go ahead. No, uh, well, I was going to say, caller, if you want to hold a second, uh, I'll I'll intro you at the right time. Go ahead, RFM. Not to bring down the spookiness here, but... <laughs> what is that? He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it muted. <laughs> oh, Okay. Mute that man. No, uh, Ouija board, a secular explanation, because a lot of people think that's such a weird word and it's really hard to spell it. I mean, you really have to work hard to know how to spell this. But actually, my understanding is that the Ouija comes from two words from two foreign languages. The first is French. The second is German. It actually means we, ya, which means yes in French and yes in German. It is a yes, yes board because the idea is, the idea is, is that it tells you what you want to hear. You've heard of yes men. Well, this is a yes, yes. board and a yes plan. Yep. All right. That's really cool. Time for our caller. Hold up. Hello, caller. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. What do you got for us? Oh man. 
Name, please. Um, I have one just recently. Yeah, just, I have one just recently. I was doing family history. And my sister and I were talking about um, nefarious dealings of the family. I'm sorry, what? And nefarious dealings nefarious of the family? Dealings of the family. Like about what? Ten, about four. Um, Danonite stuff. Is that like Danites? We, yeah, kind of like Danonite stuff. Um, we're, you have members I'm, of I'm your family Mormon. who are Danites? Former, yes. They are now long since deceased. Okay, so back to Missouri days. Uh, yes, okay. and under Brigham days too. Okay. We got into some old old stuff. We were talking about it. I was over the phone. Um, I'm not going to give family names away <laughs> for reasons. Um, we were over the phone and just talking. And so we, we were doing the whistles back and forth of the whistles that they were noted down that they Wait. said they were doing back and forth. Can you give us one of those whistles and I, you know I, how I to do it? Um, uh, yes and no. I can't oh. do it correctly. Oh, okay. And Nobody's I don't have the be able to, to do it. Oh, you mean you actually have use, to do it. you use an instrument, a whistle, as yeah, opposed to use, just using yeah, they use the whistle. Okay. Yeah. What's the point of the whistles? So I don't have, I think they were used, uh, according to the diaries, they were using them to talk back and forth. And when they, um, one of the diaries said, if you whistle this, this tune, it'd be the last thing these guys would ever hear. So I whistled that tune. My um, security system went off in the house. I didn't think anything of it. I went and reset the whole thing, took the kids off to school, came back and the lights on the up, uh, up the, the upper lights in the upper room, the um, main room where I did the whistle with my mouth. I can't, I can't repeat it. All the lights were on upstairs. So I went back, trip, trip, uh, reset all the systems, called my sister, told her what had happened. And when I was talking to her, the room went down to zero and all the curtains in the house went up. Okay. And the then room there was went a down voice to zero? loud and clear. I'm sorry. Yeah. The room went down to zero. The, Do you mean temperature this happened wise? yesterday. Yeah, temperature wise. I could see my breath. And then all the, all the lights, when the, um, all the curtains went up in the house and you hear it was not me on the phone. My sister heard it. I heard it. And it was someone else, but you're related to him. I'm related to him. That happened yesterday. I that I'm related to him. Is this is this one of the Danite ancestors that you're talking about? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, you, so you audibly heard that voice. Audibly heard the voice. My sister heard it too. Is your sister with you right now? On the phone. No, she lives in Vernal, Utah, and I'm in Idaho Falls. Can you have her call in? Because this is of a special interest to Ron to have multiple witnesses of the same event. Isn't that right, Ron? I will. I wonder where I get that from. No, um, yeah. In the mouths of two or three witnesses, <laughs> shall every spooky story be established? I love this story because it draws from the lore of Mormonism with these Danites that were, you know, supposedly or possibly murderous. 
And so you have the spirit who may feel guilt over actions in the life. And then you combine that with, was there a secret communication that the Danites could do to one another where they could mark someone for death through a particular whistle pattern that was a secret code that only other Danites would have. And like all that combined gives you such a rich backdrop that would then take a spirit who was restless, who, you know, perhaps wanted, particularly to his descendants, convey innocence or something. There's a reason that that spirit hasn't crossed over because there's an unresolved issue. It's just, it's a beautiful backdrop to have a story like this happen. Um, I, I don't know, what did you, what's your take on it, Ron? I mean, to me, like the ingredients of a, of a good story there are all there. Oh, 100%, especially seeing your breath, the room going to zero, like, going to freezing. I mean, that that's every, every not every, but uh, many, many ghost stories talk about drops in temperature, but that's seeing that, lights going up, uh, that lights, uh, the, the drapes going up, that's, that's a good one. You say this happened yesterday. It happened yesterday, right Without around nine o'clock yesterday. Nine o'clock in the morning. Yes, sir. Yes, because you had just dropped your kids off at school. Now, Without mm-hmm. saying what your address is, okay. You said your sister lives in Vernal, Utah. What was? She, where do you right. live? What? What city? What area? I'm in Idaho Falls. Okay, so you're north. Idaho. I'm guessing if you're in Idaho. Yes. I don't know the geography very well around there. I apologize. Uh, how far is that um, from Vernal? You know? um, probably as, cro- as a cro- crow flies, probably about three hours. Three hours. So I'm about five hours. Five what hours your, in a car. What was your sister doing at your house? She wasn't at my house. She, we were on a phone call. I was on a phone call with her talking about family history. Was this a, was this like a zoom thing or just audio on the phone? No, just audio, just phone to phone. Like, like I'm doing now. Okay. That's so good because did... the ghosts aren't into digital. They can only do analog. <laughs> be careful. No, be, careful how you, be careful how you say that Mr. Sperm uh, marks. But uh that's the other guy. That's no, not me. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Gosh, I'm just surrounded by people making all these obscene references. Would you stop it? This is a serious show. Okay. So now let me ask you. So she didn't actually see this then. Oh, she heard the voice. She I heard, heard the, the voice. voice. It came over. The, she heard it and I heard it. It wasn't, it's not me. It's someone else the, that you're related to. That, that you're related to. Just a normal everyday voice. <laughs> Nothing haunting about it. Oh, really? And what did it say again? Someone else that you're related to. It's not me. And we were talking about the person just not giving name, anything, but we, we were on a normal conversation. We un- understood the person that we were talking about. And that can't, it's not, it's not me, but it's someone else you're related to. Are you saying that those are the words that you heard? It's not me, but it's someone else that words. you're related to? Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's what was confusing me. So you're actually quoting what, what you heard. I just quote it. Exactly. Okay. It's not me, but it's someone that you're related to. What did that have reference to? Uh, my sister understood it. I did not. It's like it's an answer to a question that somebody's asking. That she's been asking. She She's a family historian. She has all these weird experiences. And normally, uh, it's the first one I've ever had when we've been talking about family history. I, like I said, I'm a former Mormon. She's a former Mormon. So we're out but at the same time mm. it's just like it's just family history yeah. that she got tied up in and 
Yeah. Just, well, just that is a cool out. story. Thank you very no, much. I was for, say, thank yeah. you so much for sharing with that with us. I mean, that was probably that's the spookiest moment of the night. Excuse um, me, scratch, scratch, scratch. But it was a close number. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I fell asleep during that talk. All right. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> I'm just being, I have to, I have to poke fun at you somehow. All right. I'm, uh, thanks for the story. I'm going to clear up the lines for the next caller. Okay, cool, cool. All right. All right take care. care. By the way, it has been, thank you. It's been my observation that you cannot have terror unless you also have humor. It's definitely yeah. easier to deal with it. Yeah. There, yeah. Cause otherwise it's just Johnny one note and who cares? You have to have humor to offset the terror. It's like there must be opposition was- in all things. I was fighting the impulse to go off screen and start talking about, hey, why are you sharing my story with that RFM guy? But I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not me, but you are related to me, though, Jonathan. All right. You are on Mormonism Live. What's your name? Tim. Tim, what do you got for us? I have three stories. OK, hit us with the first one. First one, when I was a child, I could see spirits in the trees. When what did I they look was out like? and about. What did they, is it Tim or Jim, by the way? Tim. Tim with a T? T, yes. Yeah. Tim, what did that look they, like? They look like normal people just hanging out in trees. It's like they're sitting on the branches or something? Yes. Yes. What were they, did they, could you see through them? They were like misty. Yes, play misty for me, yeah, so you, you could, could see, see through, through them. You could, they were opaque. They were opaque. Yeah, you could. I could see through them. Okay, opaque means you can't though. But what's it? it translucent. Okay, yes, so sort of. Them. Okay, and sort was this of. at night or during the day? Anytime. So both night and day. Both night and day. Yes. All right. Well, did you attribute anything to this? About, pardon. I mean, what what sense did you make out of this? Because this is interesting, seeing uh, ghosts well, being in the raised trees. Mormon. You know, you're being raised Mormon. You're told that spirits are watching over you. I thought it was my ancestors watching over me. Okay, or maybe they're, they're your ancestors in your family tree. That was horrible. Correct. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Okay, it's okay. okay. All right, I get it. Was there any communication? Any communication that went on between the two of you, or the, the no. them and you? No. No. You just had the sixth sense. No. Did you? T- yeah. Yes. Did you? Did you tell your parents? Yeah. I actually only have told a few friends. I no, I never told my parents or anybody in the family about it. Is there no. a reason you didn't? I never thought about it. Actually, how Is how it, old were you when this happened? It was from about the uh, five or six until I was thirteen or fourteen, maybe fifteen, and then it stopped. So it sort of seemed natural to you because you sort of grew up with it? Yes. Okay. But you were aware that other people were not seeing it? Or did you think other people saw it as well? I never thought about that. Okay. Okay. Now, when you're 13 and there are spirits watching you at all hours of the day, you don't want to tell any adults about it. And they chance off chance that they talk to the spirits who then tell you, tell them what you're up to as a 13 year old (laughs) when no one can see you. No kidding. You know, you got him out there in the tree. You want to make sure that bathroom window is closed all the way. I mean, am I the only person who who joined the church and, and, you know, 
am worrying about the the spirits that are you know the angels that are constant notes constant what is it, constant notes taking or constant something? Note, yeah. yeah constant <laughs> notes taking you know, I mean if it's constant then I guess they're watching <laughs> me now and I'm feeling a little uncomfortable right yeah so okay so that's your yeah. first story what's your second story okay when we were when I was in mutual we used to have these parties and we had a Ouija board ah. Now I grew up in LA, so I, my the word I grew up in was very liberal, and we were open to a lot of things. So we asked the Ouija board if the church was true. Okay. And now this is a good no. question because it told you no. So if an evil spirit is moving the planchet across the board, and you ask them if the church is true, what do they say? No. I guess I don't know. That proves that it's true because Satan was trying to deceive you. That's exact. That was exactly our reaction. That was our reaction. Yeah. Right. So no means yes because it's an evil spirit. By the way, it occurred Correct. to me it's not constant notes taking. It's silent notes. Angels above us are silent notes taking. That's even worse. I know. The other one sounds almost like const, you know constant notes. It's like okay, never mind. But go silent ahead. Silent notes taking, then you can't tell when they're taking those notes. That's right. You don't hear them scribbling. Where there's, where there's, you can't hear that stylus on the gold plates. I love this idea of using a Ouija board to talk to the spirits to get confirmation of the truth of the gospel. Like that's that's exactly what you would want to ask. Like, I don't know, like Ron, do you ever get that temptation? Like, do you have the plan when you do make contact with the ghost that you don't scare away? Like what you're going, what's the first question you're going to ask this ghost? Oh man, I, I just want to, I just want to know if I'm fully aware of my, uh, senses. So you're going to ask I'm, that to the Ouija board, right? I don't know. I just want to, I just, if I see something, hear something, I don't know if I have a question, I guess it's in the context of what I'm doing, but that's so the great, pinch me question is the yeah, first one is like, okay. Yeah. 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 Is this real? Make sure like, I'm what? not sleeping. Like, like I'm yeah. not hallucinating. Like, is that, maybe that's, is the handshake a form of that? Yeah, if you can. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> can I just say something about Joseph Smith here for a second? Joseph Smith is kind of hit and miss. On the one hand, he can give us these uh, soul-expanding cosmic visions of the heavens in Section 76. And on the other hand, he can give us this absolutely nonsensical, crazy version of pull the ghost finger to find out if it's good or bad. <laughs> you know? So not all revelations are created equal, in my opinion. But but this one you said, oh, you, Ron, had you ever heard this apocryphal story within the church about the lady who did all of her family history using a Ouija board? No. What? Well, now you have. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember where I heard it. So it's totally apocryphal. But you asked, is the church true? And the planchette went to no. No. Yes. Spelled out no. Right. Correct. Okay. No matter what okay. it said, you could run with it in either direction as to why am I getting this answer? That's great. That's but you know something? Uh, this is an absolutely fantastic story from my point of view, because it shows how within a religious system, and especially within Mormonism, that no matter what happens in response to your uh, prayer or request or pretty much anything, the answer is always going to be interpreted. The church is true, even when the answer is it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Right. That's that reframing. All right. Third story. And Third then we're going to kick you off the line. So you, you disagree with me, Mr. Streeter? 
No, no, no. I agree. I just want to get his third story so we can go to the next caller. Okay. Well, don't rush okay. This happened in Germany while I was on my mission. My companion and I were riding our bikes and his bike stopped and it literally bounced around on the ground and sparks were flying out from his feet. From his feet? I, yeah. Were his feet still on the pedals? No, we were on the ground. I mean, okay. the, the bike, it didn't, it didn't do a circle. It did like a point of the compass went around like 360 degrees. It bounced like up bouncing? and down in a circle. Like bouncing. He uh-huh. wasn't riding in a circle. The, the, the bike literally moved like north, south, east, west, except, you know, it went all the cardinal points of the compass. And then it stopped. Did you think that your companion was doing this himself? No, it was the freakiest thing I've ever seen in my life. I just, I can't explain it to this day. What was your, what did your companion say about it? He was so freaked out. Uh, well, what, what happened? What, what just, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like something overtook his bike. He said something took me took it over and just did that. Were you new no in the area? Um, because, you know, they do those pranks on the newbies. No, I was there for about, I was in Paderborn for about three or four months then when it happened. I okay. Think. Well, that's no, really it interesting. Wasn't, no, it was not a prank. It almost sounds like no, a form this of was a, real. Yeah, it almost sounds like I mean, a form of... W- it almost sounds yeah. like... A, okay, it's okay. <laughs> it almost sounds like a form of poltergeist. Activity, which would be yes. very, very yes. good since you're in Germany and it's a German word, and Geist means ghost and poultry means I can't remember what. Can you help us out with that, Ron? Poultry, uh, it's chicken. Oh, it's a chicken oh. ghost. Yeah. No, I made that up. I pulled that out of my butt. I, I do not remember. Yeah, I never remember that, but the Geist part is the ghost. And there was another time when we were dry, riding our bikes and I saw his bike make a right turn, go down the street. And I followed what I thought was his bike. And I got down the street and his bike wasn't there and he wasn't there. And he was still going on the B1 towards town. Okay. You lost me there about that part about he was still on the B1 going towards town. So he makes a turn on his bike. Yeah. And he turned right. Well, I I thought I saw him turn right. So I turned right. And I thought, why is Brother Hunter going down this road? And I followed, and I went a couple of blocks, and the bike and him just disappeared. It wasn't there. And I stopped, and I looked around, and I turned around, and I'm going, where did he go? And then I rode back up, and he was at the next corner waiting for me. And he says, what happened? I says, I thought you turned there. I saw. I could have sworn I saw you turn there. Were there other bikes on the road? <laughs> No. All right, he's exceeded well, yeah. his ghost story quota. You've exceeded your ghost story quota. You went to floor. Okay. We got to let some other callers in, dude. Thanks right, so much for your call. That was some. Nice. That was some fun stuff. All right, Thank take you. care. Okay. I'm, I'm a terrible host. I'm just trying to move it along. I'm being the bell reel today. You are a. I just don't have the Boyd K. Packer impression that he does. All right, no, we got another call. You could do Dieter Uchtdorf. He could tell us a poltergeist story. All right, you are on Mormonism Live. What do you got for us? Hi, this is uh, Kurt from Lava Hot Springs, Idaho. And uh, in this little town, we have uh, it's uh, it was built um, 
the sanitarium for World War One uh, veterans. It's now a hotel, and I worked there for a few years. And in the time, we'd have people rent the whole building out, and they'd search for ghosts. <laughs> and uh, it was always a fun evening. I'd stay late and watch them all hunt. They had their equipment, and next day, find out they had all these experiences. But all the time, I always sat there some nights, no one there, just me, and not one of them ghosts ever talked to me. <laughs> so I also have the similar experience. I've finally come to the conclusion, I don't think they like me. Maybe you scare ghosts too. Yep. Well, or maybe they're that, just kind of picky. Well, I, you know, I think they just don't, they don't appreciate me. I feel the same way frequently. <laughs> so, well, appreciate you guys' show. Uh, hey, no, wait, before you go, before you go, do you think there's any, there might be anything to the idea that people who go to a place specifically to see ghosts are primed to see things that they might not see if they weren't going there to see them, if that made any sense? Absolutely. But the interesting thing is they send you, you know, they send me photos and recordings and they, they had things there. And I'm not, I, I, not really a big believer in, in much of that. I also grew up Mormon, no, big, big fan of you guys' show. So, um, but I, I, I just kind of think this is it. But it is interesting when they come back and you think, man, I don't, maybe they doc, I can't imagine anybody spending that kind of time to doctor it. But, well, it'd be surprising what people do. Even may, maybe manufacturing replicas of gold plates or things out of tin. I don't know. People did the darndest things. Or, or, or the, um, uh, you know, that was a little bit controversial. I don't mean to offend anybody. But uh, like the, uh, the Kinderhook plates, right? I think we'd all agree that somebody spent quite a bit of time, you know, manufacturing those. So there's no accounting for what people do. I do like the ghost shows, right? That every week they go to a different place and they have some kind of spooky experience. And I'm always thinking, well, of course they're going to have a spooky experience. Otherwise, nobody's going to watch the freaking show. Yeah, we went and to I another sanitarium it. and nothing happened. Tune in next week. Wait, that's Ron's yeah. podcast. <laughs> that's me. Nothing happens. <laughs> it's like Seinfeld. <laughs> we'll do it. We have a show, pilot for a show. What happens? Nothing. It's a show about nothing. Keep going. Good for a comedy, not so good for a supernatural thriller series. I don't think Hey, Caller, so. thank you so much for sharing your experience I with us. Thanks. Yeah, thanks All right, take care. By the oh, way, it's now, it's now seven. Well, it's eight. It depends on where the heck you are because we've got three time zones represented. How late do you guys go? Do you go for an hour and a half? I forget. I'll watch for it after the fact. I, I will answer if you will stop interrupting. I am sorry. <laughs> Uh, how about if we just say another 16 minutes? How's that? Okay. That should be consistent. Bill needs to get, Bill needs to just clip your laugh so you can laugh at your own jokes. He'll just like press it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Hey, you are on Mormonism live. What do you got for us? We're talking spooky oh, stories. Good to talk to you. This is sister Evans again. Sister Evans. Um, before I became sister Evans, I was dating my boyfriend and he was living in his, um, dead grandma's home and we had been warned by his brother and his wife that whenever they got in fights or did things that grandma would make ice 
fall out of the refrigerator ice maker onto the kitchen floor. So they'd be in the middle of a fight and ice would come out and hit the floor. And uh, my husband and I are generally scientifically minded. And so I had always asserted that it had just been jammed in there and it kind of melted. And once it melted, it would all fall out. So I decided that that was what had happened. Well, one night while we were dating, we decided um, that I was just going to sleep over. There wasn't going to be any hanky panky, but I was just going to stay the night. Is dating what we're calling it tonight? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so uh, when we made that decision, I fell out of the refrigerator onto the kitchen floor. I'm sorry. When you made the decision to what? To date or not to date? No, for me to stay the night. So you decided not to date. I mean, not to stay the night. No, I, I said... Grandma wants them to get busy. Crazy. Yeah. No, I'm like, no, no. I'm not going to be afraid of this. That's just a coincidence. I'm still staying. I'm not going to be um, scared out of this place. So we watched the movie we were watching. And you really, as you really wanted to date, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, as we're falling asleep. Yes. A cuckoo clock in the front room that hasn't worked in over a decade went off. It went cuckoo? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So what happened then? So we were convinced then it was grandma and that she didn't want me to stay the night. And that if I stayed the night, we would probably get in big trouble with God or grandma or something. And so as the, yeah, as the clock was going off my, and my now husband was scrambling to quiet it down, I just got the keys and ran out of the house. Wow. That reminds me of a quote from Hamlet. I think it's Hamlet. Be thou chaste as ice, thou shalt not escape (laughs) or thou shalt not escape the cuckoo. That's, that's, that's an amazing story. So really you've got, you've got like uh, a couple of appliances trying to keep you guys from dating. Yeah, you, you don't or usually see that kind of, acti- us, this kind of activity in a major yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's like <laughs> Ghostbusters, right? You don't you don't usually see this kind of activity in a major appliance. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. that's all. Thanks, guys. I love that's this a great story. <laughs> By the way, I think there's a reason that Bill has it set up that nobody can hear me. That the callers can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it helps. I, I just am, I'm impressed that you managed to get through that entire call without working a reference to soaking in. I, I that speaks I, to your class and uh, I sophistication. Do I don't. And that's do that right. Kind of I don't even like the, the idea of bad jokes of classless jokes. All right. Uh, we got the phone lines are open if you want to call in and tell us about a spooky story. Yes. Apparently the, the spirits are against premarital dating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. All okay. right, all right, all right. Here we go. Hello, you are on Mormonism Live. What do you got with us? Hey, my name is Samson. I've got something that is actually related to my faith crisis in a way. Um, so when I was, uh, going through my faith crisis, I got a little bit desperate, kind of like Ron to, uh, 
to have a spiritual experience and I wasn't getting anything from the other side. So figured I'd do the thing that we're told not to do, which is to, to see if I could invoke a, 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 a demon or Satan or something. So I went for a, a walk late at night out of the cabin and, and, um, was basically just saying, you know, Satan, demon, whatever, if you exist, then make yourself known and waited for a while and nothing happened. Um, usually you have then, to be a little more specific. <laughs> yeah. So well, nothing, nothing happened at that time. Okay. Nothing happened. But, um, a few months later I was sitting with, uh, a couple of friends who had also stepped away from the church and it was about 1am. We went outside and we were talking and I was telling a friend about that, about when I had gotten pretty um, extreme in my existential crisis and to the point where I had done that. And I said it again, you know, Satan, demons, there is Satan, you know, if, if you exist or evil spirits, you know, make yourself known. And I had said it again to show him what I, had done before <clears throat> anyway we went back inside and we were hanging out in the cabin which is away from everything and, and all people and you know miles away from everything out in the middle of nowhere it's about 1 a.m in the morning and uh um we were sitting there talking and and suddenly the the doorbell goes ding a ding a ding a ding it rings four times and we all look over at the door and it's dark outside and we were freaked out. And, and I walked over and they were like, are you expecting someone? I was like, not out here. No, never. So went over to the door, opened the door and they were kind of just staring out from me for a minute. And, and I just sitting there wide eyed and looked back and there was nobody there. And so for the next 20, 30 minutes or so, I had a hard time continuing the conversation because I was just could not figure out what had happened. And so, mm. but then a couple of days I have later, to say that, that demon yeah. is not familiar with the proper protocol. Things come in threes. They don't come in fours. Unless oh, it's no, a it Japanese was demon. It was three. I said it. I said it several oh. times. It was ding a ding a ding. Oh, anyway. okay. Okay. All right. Never mind. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Every time you go there, ding a ding a ding. I mean, <laughs> It sounds like a demon yeah. from the jazz age or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good thing you had one of those quick doorbells rather than the bing, bong, 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 <laughs> bong, 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 It's ding dong, yeah. Satan calling. That's, a, that's an old Avon reference. You know, you're right, Ray. No human being would ring doorbells like that. Yes. So yeah, you well, were spooked out. You were spooked out by this for the rest of the evening. And I derailed the conversation. Continue. Yeah, no, spooked out for the rest of the evening, rest of the conversation, because I was just racking my brain. What on earth was that? What, how could that have happened? Well, it turns out that was just happened to be the very first time of a of a shorting doorbell that for the next week or so, every once in a while, randomly, it would go off to the point where it annoyed my wife and, and we took it apart. So Randomly? Are you sure, Samson? Well, it was actually the ghost of an electrician who was trying to ensure the financial security of the fellow fraternal brothers of his uh, union. Who died by electrocution when he was fixing that very doorbell 10 years ago on a night just like tonight. Yeah, maybe the case. 
Yeah, and I, I gotta yeah, tell you, I that's where my that's where my mind goes when I hear uh, stories related to electricity and appliances. Is that I mean, it's electricity. It does crazy things, especially when there's strange connections and surges and yep. all sorts of things. It doesn't mean that's always that way because then there's the other side of the argument, which is that because of this susceptibility that electricity has to being manipulated by other forces and the way it can manifest to us, that that's a, an easy way for spirits to communicate. Yeah. It's kind of like Ouija boards, you know, you, you, uh, you hope that the ghosts are literate and they can spell. Yeah, because otherwise it's really hard to understand the messages. <laughs> yeah, and there's not, and there's no, dick, there's no like commas or periods or exclamation points or yeah. question marks on the Ouija board. So you got to feel it's like the the original text of the Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. <laughs> you got to give it to Elbert Grandin to put in the the punctuation himself. Yep. Because otherwise, you all right, caller. With, thank you so much for your uh, your story. Thank you. Otherwise, Let otherwise you end up with spur Bye. marks. <laughs> The line of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does I mean, the spirit mean right. spur marks or something else? All so right, we got ten more. We got, can I tell you, you something? Take, okay, I will, I will put. I will put this call. Let's. We'll go ahead. First off, the number four. I said Oz, yes. a Japanese demon, an oni, because four, mm. very bad number in Japanese. Really? Okay. Probably the same, probably the same thing in Chinese because Jap Japan is so much derivative from China. Where they came from but uh you know this right ron as a missionary you never four. knock four times on a door because four is she and she with another kanji means death oh i didn't know that so four four is like our 13 when i say our i mean okay. uh, yeah. the universal hour the, yeah, yeah. The lesser, right uh the third to the unlucky number they, they don't care about 13 in japan but four you don't even knock four times on the ceiling if you want them because it's considered very rude and bad luck for obvious reasons. Can I just tell you one other thing, Jonathan? Yeah. This idea about knowing the name of the demon you're calling. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you're summoning demons, look here, let me give you a little primer on the thing. Okay. Take notes. When you're calling a demon, you have to know the name of the demon that you're calling. And there's all sorts of other things you can do like circles and blah, blah, blah. But you have to know the name of the demon you're calling because anciently, and demonically, knowing the name of a demon or other entity gives you power over that entity. And you'll see this reflected in the Old Testament where uh, there's several instances of it, but like where the angel appears to uh, Samson's dad, right? It's Samson's dad. And uh, it says, you know, he's another of the miracle babies. We don't usually talk about him. And I hope I'm getting this right. Uh, if not, please don't look it up and just pretend that I have it right. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, we know about Hannah, right? And her son, uh, Samuel, I think. And, uh, and of course, there's Mary in the New Testament. But Samson's another one. And uh, it's uh, the angel appears. and I think the mom's past bearing age or something. He's another miracle baby. And the angel appears, says, hey, you're going to have a baby. And the dad says, hey, what's your name? So I can, you know, like send you a thank you card. And the angel says, I'm not telling you my name. What are you nuts? We don't give out our names to just anybody. So it's reflected in there because you don't, you don't give your name to anybody because that gives them power over you. And I had long since, okay, this is coming to the conclusion. The point I've been, that I've been laboring toward is that I had 
theorized that that was the purpose of receiving a new name in the temple mm. because then you receive a new name that Satan doesn't know, but that God knows. And therefore God has unique power over you in the resurrection by calling you forth by that name. And Satan can't do the same thing because he doesn't know it. And this is why the men have the women's name so that they can have binding control over them. But the women don't have the men's name. Absolutely. You know, I've got two ex-wives and I know <laughs> I know both of their new names. But come resurrection morning, I think I may have a problem forgetting them. I have a problem remembering them. I'm sorry. I don't quite remember that name. <clears throat> You're going to accidentally say it one time and they're going to be like, hey, I'm here in Celestial Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Not even once. All right. Well, do you want to grab one more call? I would love to grab one more call. All right. So wait, I've been letting Ron. Do you want right, to say anything? Uh, I've been I'm talking a lot. I am. I am enjoying this. Just okay. Okay. I'm gonna, this one's going to be all two. Okay. Hold on. You are on Mormon uh, Mormonism Live. What do you got for us? Well, this is Roger, and I used my powers to get through. So, uh, as you know, I can get through. <laughs> anyway, maniacal I, laughter from Roger. Uh oh. This is a, not a scary, but just an interesting thing that I, uh, a gentleman helped me on the the other, uh, road the other day, and I started telling him how was he uh, dressed? Stories about how was oh, the man who helped you on the road yesterday he, dressed? Was it like ancient Mayan? Oh, no, he, he, he just a regular, regular person. You, you couldn't hardly even tell that he was different. You couldn't even hardly tell he was Nephite, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay, yeah. Anyway, I was telling him about family stories that I'd found on Family Search, and he was so all excited about it. He said, I wish we could find out uh, different. Uh, I could tell my kids stories about their ancestors, too. And I said, okay, I'll look back. Give me your your um, name of your grandpa, and we'll go back, look through family search and see where we hook up. So I went back, 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 and, and we hooked up. It was interesting, a little family there in Salem, Massachusetts. And he had descended from he had descended from one of the sons, and I had descended from the other of the sons there in Salem, and their sister had been burned as a witch. Can I tell you why that story is not true? <laughs> yes. There's an there's an old there's an old trick question, which is how many witches were burned during the Salem witch trials? And the answer is none. Because in America they hung witches. It was in England that they yeah, burned. They, them. Yeah, well it, they, they she was anyway, she was executed. Okay. There you go. Wow. So so are you related to this person who was executed as a witch? Yes, my direct ancestor. What do you I mean, mean to that? They, she, uh, uh, well, we were she both. She gave birth three, before they burned her. <laughs> we were both, we were both uh, descendants of the same family from Salem, Massachusetts. That's quite a coincidence. Do you think it's more than a coincidence? Yeah, I think it is. What do you think it is? It's just what happens when you go out on the on the road someday and you meet somebody that's um, 
maybe a Lamanite or maybe a Nephite that you don't know. Yes. <laughs> Nephites walking amongst us unawares. Three Nephites appearing in a triptych on your screen before you. <laughs> but that's a true story. That's a true story. We both we both descend from the family in Salem, Massachusetts, that their sister was executed. Well, that's that's wow. fascinating. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Have a All great right, Halloween. Thanks for the call. <laughs> All right. Wow. I think we need to wrap this up. As much fun as I'm having. Uh, is there anybody else who's on the line, Jonathan? I mean, there is a call if you want to take it. I can always... Let's take it. This will be the last call of the night, so okay. make it good. Hello, you are the last caller on Mormonism Live. Yes, I'm here. The last house on the left. Hi. Hello? What do you got for us? You got to turn off your computer and talk to us through the phone. Okay, so just a moment. Um, but RFM, big fan here. I'm Can sorry, you would you repeat that? Anyway? Can you hear me? Uh, big fan, big fan here. Are you a big fan? Of you, yes. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, 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 big fan. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story, but it's not mine. It's my father's. Is that okay? Yes, I've got a big fan right here. Okay, my father, he was in the army okay. in the Dominican Republic. And um, they, they he, used, he had a companion who was also in the army. They used to work together in a little town. And uh, they used to have a tapping machine. Do you know those machines that um, they, before computers, uh, they used to type in typing machines? Are you saying they like typing? Typing? typing, yeah, a typewriter. Exactly, a typing writer. I, I don't use know how those. to call it. Okay. Oh, you use those? Yes, my yeah. dad had one. It was a, uh, I think it was a Smith Corolla typewriter. Okay. Um, the thing is that my father that night he was alone because his companion was sick. So when he went to sleep in the dark, he heard like someone was typing in the machine. Clack, clack, clack. Exactly. So when he said, wait, I'm alone. How is that possible? And then he turned off the lights. He went to check and no one was there. And then he went back to bed. And it happened a second time and a third time and a fourth time. And then my father, uh, eventually he fell asleep. He fell asleep. So the very next day, he found out that his companion was dead and he died the night before so he thought that the person who was typing was his companion. And my father is a very, very Mormon. He's, he used to be a bishop, actually, in the church. I am a former Mormon. I'm, I'm no longer believed. But he is still a, a very, a very strong believer. Was there and any paper? I'm sorry. Was there any paper in the typewriter? Um, I don't know. Did it say, you know, I don't know. all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy? Over and over again? Again. I was saying, did it say all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy? I'm sorry. Have you seen The Shining, <laughs> the movie? Oh, The Shining. You mean the movie? Yeah, where he, Jack Torrance is just going, uh, working on his uh, novel, oh, yeah, right? Jack and, then, and then Wendy no. comes, I think it's Wendy Torrance comes in and sees that all he's got the stack of 
papers, right? His whole manuscript of this novel he's working on. And all it says is, no work, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy over and over on every oh, page. Oh, yeah. Well, I have no idea what the message was, but I believe my father, trust me. Yeah. He's not alive yet. And someone was typing and he checked a couple of times, like three or four times. No one okay. was there. He went back to sleep. And, um, <clears throat> and uh, I told him, if that would have been me, I would have been still running. <laughs> yes. So you say your father was alone in the room when he heard the typewriter clacking. Is that right? Exactly, yes. Was his because companion in another... Out. I'm sorry. Was his companion in a different room? Um, he was alone. Totally alone. My father was alone. Totally yes, alone. But, but his companion who died that night, where was he that no, night? No, he was in a different city. He was in a different city. I'm sorry. He was in a different city? Yes. The companion oh. was in a different city. Oh. Yeah. They were breaking the law. Yeah. Not I have no idea. Maybe because he was sick, because he died that night. Uh, maybe he was in hospital. <clears throat> yeah, because I think yeah, that... Exactly. Now, I'm sorry, because I understood you to say that this is while your dad was in the military. Is that right? Yeah, he used to be. That was when he was uh, in the Army. Yes. Okay, not when he was on a mission. No, 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 no. He was a missionary. I was a missionary. But that happened even before I was born. Long right, time you... Ago. Right, you. But when when this okay. happened to your dad, was he a missionary for the church? No, he was not even a member back in that time. He was in the military. At oh, the okay, time. so it's a military thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, military. Yeah, he was in the military. Yeah, in the army. Wow. So yeah, that's that's interesting. I think I would still be running if that happened to me. Yes. Well, what did your dad think? Did did your dad think that the his companion who had died that night in a, another city had come to his room and was typing yes. on the typewriter, maybe trying to pass along he a message? That. He believes that. Yes, yes, he does believe that. Yeah. Oh. So I have no idea because this is what they used to do back in those days. They used to send messages by using these typing machines and all the machines, machi machines. So I guess, I don't know, it's, it's a way to say goodbye. I don't know what the message was, but yeah, that can, happened. Can I ask you something? And I apologize if, if maybe the language is a, an obstacle here, but is it possible yeah. that what you're describing is a teletype machine? Where someone types a message no. in another location and then it goes to a machine that's somewhere else and types up no, there. No, 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 okay. no. That's not the case. No, I'm certain. No, that's not the case. It was just a regular typewriter. Exactly. Just a regular typewriter. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. That's, it's, it's so interesting when something spooky and difficult to explain happens, like the typewriter that your dad heard when he's alone in the room at night, and then it gets coupled yeah. with, it gets coupled with something else, which is the... Apparently, a coincidental, in other words, it's happening at the same time, passing of his military companion in another city. Yeah, he was in another city. And then you found out that he was in the hospital and he died yeah. the very same night. Wow. The, the very next day, he found out he was in the hospital and he died the very same night. So he's really convinced that the person or entity that was typing was his companion. You know what I wish? 
I wish there had been paper yeah. in the typewriter. I'm, I'm going to ask you. Amazing. I'm going to ask you. Yeah. If there is any way you can call me back, you can text me and I can tell you. Oh, That'd be yeah, awesome. That'd be awesome. Is yeah. your dad still alive? Yeah, my, my father is alive. Yeah. That would be great because otherwise, you know, if there's not paper in there, it's just hitting the rubber roller and you can't read anything from it. Exactly. Yes. You know, I never thought about that. You're right. Because maybe he was trying to say something. I never thought about that. <clears throat> well, yeah, I'm not asking. If you can return and report, to use a familiar expression, that would be super. I'd love to hear the answer to that. And I'm sure Ron, our special guest, would love to hear the answer to that too, wouldn't you? I would. Go go type it in on our website. Go get give us the um, your dad's version of the ghost story. Iscareghosts.com. Say that again. Iscareghosts.com. Oh, oh Iscareghosts.com. That's the name of Ron Haddis. Haddis. <laughs> Sorry. I've been Americanized too long after my experience in Japan. Ron Hada. His website is iscareghosts.com. He's looking for okay. stories just like that. There we go. Mm, well, no, I just, All right. know, I, um, I just feel passionate about Mormon history because I believe that I was tricked. I went on a mission and I did the whole thing, you know, seminary and everything. And then I, they just found out the real history of the church. And they, I realized they called that anti-Mormon propaganda, but it's just basic history. You're not making that up. You know can, I I mean? ask you, can I ask you how old you are? I'm 35. So 35 years old. And I'm just trying to ask that to get a feel for, well, you know how old you are, when you would have been in seminary, when you were being instructed in the the correlated version, the pre-essay version. Um, I was 14 when I was in seminary. And I graduated. I started when I was 13. And right, I graduated so I when I was 17. So that would have been right around the year 2000. Yeah, yeah, in the in the early 2000s. I remember I went on a mission in 2005 and until 2007. Yeah, that was oof, that was a while ago. What was, can I ask so, yeah. you something? Can I ask you what was it that that uh, led you to read this uh, the history? of the church that caused you to lose your testimony? Well, actually, I had a job where I have a lot of free time. And one day I was just looking up information about the Book of Mormon archaeology, and I ran into Mormon Pink, and the rest is history. Oh, wow. Hey, I want one of those jobs with a lot of free time. Can you get me one of those? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I used to, not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for calling in. That was a great story. And if your dad has that answer, that'd be wonderful. And if he saved the paper on which an answer was typed, that'd be great. I believe I can reply back. All right, caller. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Well, everybody, we've had a wonderful time tonight. Thank you so much for sharing your personal ghost stories with us. I had a great time, actually. Uh, thank you very much, Ron Hada, for being thank here. You. That's Ron Hada from iscareghost.com, our paranormal investigator, special guest, and also the very large-headed Jonathan Streeter. 
we want to thank him for being here. And, <laughs> and writing the, uh, I mean, that's a huge capacity you got to go in there, Jonathan. Well, you know, it's by, it's that by default, and so this even makes it worse. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, if you're listening to this on audio, please go to the video and watch at least the last five seconds, so you can see Jonathan do that incredible Egyptian head movement from side to side. I used to do that better, but now my whole body moves. All right, everybody, thank you for being here at Mormonism Live. Have a happy and safe Halloween this Sunday. By the way, this Sunday will not only be Halloween and not only Reformation Day, but I understand that several apostles will be in England, and they may indeed be trying to do an English rescue. Not unlike the Swedish rescue of 2010, I believe it was, and the Boise rescue of 2015 or 16. Yeah, things are going south so bad in England. I should probably say Britain because I think it includes Scotland and Ireland and Wales. Don't want to leave out the Wales. That uh, they're, they're landing en masse to try and help people come back to church. And we'll, we'll see how that goes. I wish them all the best. I wish them Godspeed. And I hope that they are successful in their mission. All right, RFM, before you let us go, though, you got to give us a debate update. Oh, geez. A debate update. I've been getting calls all day. I mean, my gosh. I'm getting a call from John DeLynn. He's going, what's going on with this debate? I, said, I don't know. I don't know. The last thing that happened, by the way, for anybody who wants updates on the debate, please go to my Facebook page. It's Radio Free Mormon Facebook page. I'm There's multiple updates there as to what's going on, how things are changing, uh, and how, what's happening. But still, I'm not exactly sure what the Midnight Mormons are really doing, whether any of them are going to show up, whether one of them is going to show up, whether all of them are going to show up, whether none of them are going to show up. I hope at least one of them shows up because I've got a bet for a hundred bucks with some other guy who is betting me that none of them are even going to show up. And I said, no, no, at least one of them is going to show up. And if one of them shows up, it's probably going to be Kwaku L. Okay. And he's going, no, none of them are showing up. I said, bet you a hundred dollars. He goes, done. So here's the deal. <laughs> If none of you guys show up, you, you're costing me $100, not to mention your own dignity. So I hope you're going to be there because I'm going to be there. Wherever there's a cop beating up a guy, I'll be there. And I'll see you at Sean McCraney's church at 6 o'clock p.m. on Saturday, November 13th. That is two weeks from this Saturday. So I uh, hope you'll get ready. Hope you get lots of sleep and take your vitamins because we're going to have a fun night. All right. Um, anything else? I think we're we were ready to wrap it up. I don't Let's know wrap how it up. Wraps this up. Perfect. All right. Uh, what he Here does is he usually plays a really uh, uh, wonderful clip of Boyd K. Packer saying, "Mormonism live." See, I can't do this. It's better than touching okay. your little Packer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take care. Hello, I am here. Somebody summoned me. I heard somebody say earlier, uh, if you are demon here, make yourself known. So I have showed up. Where did everybody go? Hello? Where? You? Don't call me if you're not going to hang around, you idiots.